0: podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk What's holding you back? What's holding you back? 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is where I'm going to be going from this morning. It is a verse that I am certain you will all know well. If it doesn't roll off your tongue now by the time I finish, God willing, you will know it and you will know it well. We've been making progress step by step, little by little, clawing back territory in our hearts, if you like, in our lives from the enemy to build the kingdom of God in order that we can do what God has called us to do. We saw Moses last week beginning to understand that God's timing is perfect, As not so great. God's timing is perfect. Sometimes the hardest thing though for us to do in that is to wait and to trust that God is in control even when it feels like everything has gone awry that God's plan is better than ours and we saw Moses uh, wait, we saw him then step as God's timing was far better than his own and he learnt truthfully a very valuable lesson in those years between his action and what God had got in store. And I pray that we were all attentive to the word and that we are this morning because the truth is we want the word to shape us, don't we? To mould us. We want God to grow us into who he's called us to be. Our prayer should be, God help me to live out my God-given purpose. I don't always know what that looks like, but you do. And we have to remember that God knows what makes us tick. He knows our good parts and our bad parts. He knows the bits that are going to motivate us and he knows the things that knock us off our pedestal, if you like, and almost feel like we're treading through thick sludge. The Lord knows us. He understands us. He cares about us. And the word tells us over and over and over again that he wants the best for us. Amen? Amen. So we have to trust that he is in control. Sometimes I feel like there is this element where we get into a mindset where we think, well, you know, I, I've, I've been here before, I know the score and I know best. And listen, that might not be you, but there are elements, I'm sure, in your life like I can, where I can pick out things where I feel like I've been here before, I know what to do, I know what the right steps are. And that sometimes puts us in a position where we're almost trying to be God of our life, where I know what's best, so I'm going to decide what the next steps are. Now, they're moments, but I actually think the reality is, for most of us, it's not like uh, Christianity completed with a tick. It's not that. And there might be days where we feel that arrogant and, and, forgive me, you may be there, There are these odd moments. But the reality is, I find on the flip side of that, is the other end of the scale that says, I cannot possibly do any of what's required of me. In fact, the more I look at it, the more I realise my failures and my flaws, and the more I just want to curl up and hide my face because I know how bad I am. I know the shame, the things that go off in my head. I know enough to assume that God can't possibly use me. And the truth is, in that reality, that we're almost defeated before the steps are laid out. We're almost defeated before we start. And you might say to yourself, well, Moses wasn't really full of self-belief, was he? You remember when God finally got to him in the bush that was burning, but wasn't burning. And Moses then at that moment was like, I, who am I? <laughs> well, they won't believe me. I'm nobody. In fact, I've made a mess. How can they possibly listen to me? But I will remind you quickly that Moses was the one that was full of so much self-confidence that a few years earlier tried to do it all himself. God wants these people free, I'm going to make it happen. You see, Moses is actually a great example for us because he's both ends of the scale at the same time. I wonder if we really believe though, for us, you today, January the 30th, 2022, I wonder if you really believe today That God can do miracles through your life. Now some nod. And some go miracles. Just getting up in the morning is a big enough struggle. Let alone anything miraculous. Why would God use me for something miraculous? My question to you this morning is. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? You might say, I've been a liar, I've been a thief, I've been a cheat, I've been bad. I don't know whether you've ever read the Bible, but there are a few characters in the Bible that are that and worse. I mean, let's just go to Moses, a murderer. Abraham, not ideal. Paul, a bit of a shady character if I'm honest. David, not the best example. Samson, don't look there. <laughs> you see, the reality is that God uses people that are broken just like you and me. God uses people that have made mistakes. God uses people that have failures and flaws. God uses people that cannot possibly do it in their own strength. God uses people that need God. God uses people that are attentive and are alert to the fact that they are nobody without God. This is who God uses. People like you and me. I mean, you might not have failures and flaws. I'm... i'm careful what i say i'll go from me okay i've got failures and flaws i don't mind telling you lolly won't mind telling you either (laughs) but god is able to use those moments in our life in order to shape us and mold us into what he wants us to be you see we're not too far gone for god read the bible and you will see very quickly that we are not far too, go- uh, far, gone, too far gone for God to use us. And, and actually, when we boil it down, it comes to something called faith. And forgive me, I'm not on a soapbox whatsoever because I'm preaching to myself. And I say, God, you can't possibly use me because of all the stuff that I've done before. The shame, the scandal, the disappointment, the heartache, all of that. And all I'm doing is saying, God, you're not big enough. Now, I don't verbalise it like that, and neither do you, I'm sure. But you ego, God, you're not big enough to deal with all of that. The work of the cross was not enough for me. Well, that's scary, isn't it? Nobody's ever said that, right? You see, but the way that we live our lives, the way that we contain what God can do through our lives is by a lack of faith that says, God, you can't do the miraculous through me because of all that I've done before, all the mistakes that I've made. And it's a lack of faith. God can't, but in actual fact, God can. The reality is we won't let him. The reality actually is we won't let him. Listen to 2, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, and we'll get to why the therefore, what it's there for. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation or the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here The old has gone and the new is here. So if I am in Christ, I am a new creation. The old has gone and the new is here. That verse clearly shows us that in Christ, then, we are a new creation. And the therefore points back to the previous verses to remind us what Christ has done for us. Because it's not of our own strength that we're a new creation. Listen, verse 14 through 15. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. This is Christ on the cross. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. We have been then, according to those verses and according to the New Testament, we have been reconciled through Christ to God. Simply, and this sounds a bit wordy, but it's simply. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, as I've said sorry for the sin in my life, and I've asked him into my life, my sin then has been dealt with. My sin has been dealt with. I've been washed clean. And my relationship with God has been restored. That's reconciliation. That my relationship with God has been restored. In the beginning, you remember, God made us, lovely as we were. And we fell. And that relationship between man and God, was broken. And we had to wait for Jesus Christ. There were sacrifices that dealt with it for a short time, but we had to wait for a perfect, spotless lamb without blemish. We had to wait for Jesus. And when Jesus came, he dealt with my sin and my shame. He took it on himself. And he dealt with it on the cross. So the relationship that I could never get back to, I could never work my way there, I could never be good and earn my way there, I could never spend enough money to pay my way there, only through the blood of Christ, only through the blood of Christ have I been able to come back into a relationship with God. And now then, back to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I'm a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. My old self, the one that was on its way to a Christless eternity, the dead man that's done with. Now, you say, well, I still do things wrong. Now, that's not you judging me, I hope. <laughs> you would say to yourself, well, I still do things wrong. I still get things wrong. I still make mistakes. Yes, you do. Welcome to being human. But the, the goal is, That we spend time in the Word, we spend time in prayer, we spend time worshipping together in church, we spend time with each other, and we draw closer to God. We want to become more Christ-like. Less of me, more of Him. So I put away my old self so that God can renew me day by day and say, Matt, let's have a little bit less of you, because you kind of rush things. You kind of make your own decisions. You keep making mistakes, and God's not punishing me and saying, you're a terrible person, striking me down. No. My sin was dealt with at the cross. Jesus was enough. He was enough for you. Amen. Amen. It was enough for each one of us. All of that stuff before, Jesus has dealt with on the cross. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. It's time, then, isn't it, to step into who God has called us to be? It's time to step into the fact that God can work the miraculous even through people like you and me. It's mind boggling to even think that that could happen, but this is what God does. He uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. He doesn't call the qualified, He qualifies the called. So we say, Lord, I'm ready. Whatever it is you want me to do, help me to step into it. Because you have a plan and a purpose that's far greater than mine. And that might just be getting to work tomorrow with a smile on your face and have a discussion about what you did yesterday morning. It might be as simple as that. That might be the biggest thing for some of us. Just to say where I was on Sunday morning. And that could be the first step on the road for somebody to accept Christ as saviour. And is there a greater miracle than life? And you say to me, I didn't ever think that God could use me for the miraculous. Share the gospel. And you watch him. You watch him work a miracle through your life that, that reaches people out of the depths of hell. And says this is where you need to be. You need to be stood on a firm foundation that is Christ the solid rock. That's the joy that we have as Christians. God can work a miracle through each one of us. We are children of God, full of the Spirit. God willing, displaying the fruit of the Spirit. Which, of course, you all know is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I often miss out patience. Anybody else? (laughs) And that's the reality that we sort of pick and choose. No, the fruit of the spirit is all of those things. And we say, God, I want you to to make those roll up inside of me so that I'm full to the maximum. And the only place that they can come is out of me. What we fill in here is what comes out of here. Always. What we put in here will always come out of here. help us to fill our lives with you help us to fill our lives with you Ephesians 5 uh, 22 through 23 the fruit of the spirit put the baggage church of the old self away and I've thought about this long and hard and I'm a person who else likes to be in control love it sometimes it's my favorite play I just go to work so that I can be in control because I'm not in control at home (laughs) You've met my wife. (laughs) We look to be in control. That's just the way that 90%, if not 99.9% of us are wired. In fact, I like being in control so much that I start doing the enemy's work for him. How daft is that? Like, yeah, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, you know, all that that was there, and you know, now I'm here, but nevertheless, I'll never forget all of that. Like, I'm doing I'm doing the devil's work for him. He doesn't even need to bother. How mad is that? But this is the reality. We tell ourselves that we're not good enough. We tell ourselves that we can't do it. We tell ourselves that we're not able to do it. When in actual fact, we should be saying, God, you are able. God, you can do the miraculous. God, you are the God of the immeasurably more. God, you can even use a donkey. Amen. And this is the reality, but often we forget it. Or maybe we don't want to know, because I might have to do something. Who says that from the front? You know, church, we have such a precious gift of life. And we talk about Matthew 28 all the time, go into all the world and share the gospel, share the good news about Jesus Christ. But that life that we have is made for sharing. Not like a bag of crisps that's not really big enough to share. Nonsense. All those chocolates that have like a a wrapper on that you stick back down because you're not going to eat them all. Pointless. It's just a waste of plastic. But we have the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the good news of life. We have life-giving news. Oh, we're to share that, aren't we? We're to share that and allow God to do the miracle through our lives. The Bible says that in him, we are a new creation. The old is gone. Stop looking back. Stop picking out your faults. Stop taking them out of the rubbish bin and saying, well, look at all this. It's done with. It's finished. Stop doing the enemy's work for him. Start doing God's work. Start getting into the zone that says, Lord, you can do the impossible. God, you are able to do the immeasurably more. It cannot, it will not, hold us back anymore. As we look, as we understand, I am his. I have been washed clean. I have been washed whiter than snow. My past has been dealt with. My sins have been removed. I am a new creation in Christ. This is who I am. I am who God says I am. Not who the enemy says I am. I am who God says I am. And he says, I am his child. And I don't really care what anybody says, because the only one who matters is him. Amen? We go into life, everybody's opinion matters. No, it doesn't. The only one that matters, the only word that matters is his. Amen? Let's not be fragile and go, well, they say that I'm a horrible person. Now, you might be a horrible person. You might need a slap. Well, you pray that God helps you. I might be that person that needs a clip round the ear because your patience is lacking, Matthew. That's not you going to tell me. That's God going to say, Matt, we need to sort this out. We, we rely on God. We put our faith in God. We say, God, you are able to do the immeasurably more. We don't want the enemy's lies anymore. We only want God's word in our life. Leave the past behind. Move on from your mistakes and your failures because church in him, I'll read it again, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. My life is hidden in Christ. I am his He has dealt with my sin and my shame. And not in arrogance or boldness that says, I can do. We step into tomorrow going, he is able. He is already there. He knows what tomorrow's gonna bring. And he knows, he knows from the beginning to the end how tomorrow's gonna look. Lord, help me to bring glory to you. One day at a time, one step at a time, may it be minute by minute if it needs to be but this is who we're called to be and god is able let's pray heavenly father we do just want to thank you for your word father we thank you that in christ we are indeed a new creation the old has gone and the new has come father help us to cling to those words today help us to have them on the forefront of our minds lord that you are big enough Father, that the work of the cross was enough, even for people like us. Lord, that you would help us to to be those people that believe that you can work the miraculous through our lives. Father, those conversations that we've battled with, those moments where we're able to share the gospel, help us, Lord, to speak life, to speak truth. Father, there is no greater need in this world than to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be those vessels that share that life-giving news with those people around about us. So Lord, as we close in worship now, I pray, Lord, that you would just be with us, that you'd encourage us. Lord, that you bless us. And Father, that as we spend time together, as we have good conversations, that Lord, too, that you would part us with your blessing. We ask these prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen.